Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I say I'll, I'll speak quickly and finish with the secret. What did I say? What title I gave? The, the secret of the last night in Egypt. Say the secret of the last night in Egypt. Ooh, the secrets of the last night in Egypt. I, I, I have many things to say, but I think I'm going to skip because of time and say a few things. Hallelujah. You know, the last, the last night in Egypt was in the book of Exodus, was mentioned in the book of Exodus, chapter number 12, the preparation for the last night. And God gave a blueprint, a blueprint of the last night in Egypt. What should they do? Hallelujah. You know, the name Egypt... The name Egypt brings the idea of bondage. Egypt does not mean bondage. It just brings the idea of bondage. Hallelujah. So whenever the people of Israel refer to Egypt, they have the idea of slavery. Remember, God said to Abraham in the book of Genesis, chapter number 15, God said to Abraham that your children will be slaves in a country for 400 years. And that country was Egypt. Amen. So whenever we mention the name Egypt, it's a remembrance of slavery. Hallelujah. We are not talking about the natural Egypt there. Hallelujah. So whenever you mention the name Egypt in the Bible, it connects to slavery. So the people of Israel were slaves for 400 years. And God raised a man. Hallelujah. Say God raised a man. Do you understand that for you to be delivered, something needs to be raised? Yeah. Oh, do you know that for you to be delivered, there is, there is a need of a revolution? If there is no revolution in your life, there can't be deliverance in your life. It means that the way you used to do things need not to be the way you do it anymore. You need to come to a place where there must be a, a, a new spirit that comes upon you. And Moses was born like all the Hebrew boys. But the Bible says he despised the pleasures of Egypt. Hallelujah. It says Moses grew up and refused to be associated uh, to the wealth of Egypt because he knew his mission. The Bible says that God said to Moses in Exodus chapter number 3, God said to Moses that I've heard the cry of my people. Say, I have heard the cry of my people. Now, it was easy for God to step into Egypt and do it. He heard, but he couldn't go and do it. Wow. God heard their cry, but God couldn't go and do it. God came to Moses. He said, I'm looking for a man because I need to deliver my people, but I am spirits. And as a spirit, if I go into the house of Pharaoh, I'm breaking a law. So I need a body that will be available for me to invest myself into him so that I can walk through him into Pharaoh's house. So when Moses was going back, Moses was not the Moses that led the flock anymore. It was a Moses imparted with the abilities of God. Moses had an encounter with supernatural and God ability come, came in him. So God said to Moses, my Lord, God said to Moses, Moses, the time has come for me. I've heard they cry. I have come down, but I can't go to Egypt. Come on. I can't go to Egypt. I need you. I need you. 
Do you know that, that, that God will need you to solve your own problems? People, people don't know. They think God comes and solves problems. He does not do that. He, he comes in you and gives you the ability to solve the problem. So, so that's why some of you are praying and you don't move anywhere because you are praying for God to come and do while God says, all I need is for you to encounter me so that I can invest myself in you that together we may solve this problem. No wonder the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world because the one that moves in you is the one that leads you. Hallelujah. Whoever moves in you leads you. So, so God say, I can't go to Egypt, but I need a face. I need a face. And God walked into the house of Pharaoh in a camouflage. Pharaoh didn't know that when Moses came there, the ancient of days was over him. Oh, you must be careful. You think you are seeing human beings, but you don't know that there is somebody in them that you don't see. So you are dealing with a body without dealing with a spirit. Oh, we must be careful, people. We must be careful. We must be careful. So, so, so Pharaoh thought he was dealing with Moses. Ah, you, but, but that's why every time he refuses, Moses goes back to God. Because Moses understood that he's not dealing with me. I'm just a spokesman. I am here. I, I'm, just, I'm just a saint one. But the one that sent me need to make his way himself. So when things are encountering you, they are not encountering you. Ah, they are not dealing with you. They are dealing with the one that is in you. So you need to have that mindset. When something comes upon you, say, Lord, thank you. For this thing didn't come for me. I'm just a vehicle. I'm just a body. You are looking for a body. He said, he said, a body you are looking for, you prepare a body. Jesus said, Father, you prepare a body. He said, my body, you prepared it so that you may dwell in me. So when God wants to come on earth, he looked for a body. And that body was called Yeshua. So the body of Yeshua, you saw there, there was God within Yeshua. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Moses went and he said to Pharaoh, God says, because most, Pharaoh can't hear God most. You know that. Because to hear God, you need to be in the realm of the spirit. That's why when God spoke from heaven and the people were around Jesus, they thought it was a founder. They did not know it was God. But Jesus standing between them heard the voice of God. Because Jesus was not in the same realm like the people. He was moving in the spirit. Therefore, when God spoke, he heard him. So you know, you are not in the flesh anymore, the apostle Paul said, for you are in the spirit. You don't need to work to get into the spirit. You are born into the spirit. <clears throat> you don't need to pray, Lord, Lord, I want to be in the spirit. It's a confused prayer. You know what you do? Father, I am in the spirit. Because the scripture says that I am in the spirit. He said, I'm not of the flesh anymore. You know why you struggle with the flesh? It's because of your own thing, thinking. Oh, my flesh. Oh, my flesh. Oh, my flesh. The Bible says, you are not of the flesh anymore. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, boy, I'm not of the flesh anymore. 
Therefore, I, do, I have no obligation to respond to the flesh because I am free from the laws of the flesh. The spirit of the Lord dwells in me. Hallelujah. So, God, Moses went and said, God says, let my people go. And, um, and Pharaoh says, what are you talking about? He said, no, you don't understand. The God of heaven has sent me to you. He said, he say, if he talks to you, you won't understand. I must just repeat what he said. So that you can hear him. But God was standing next to Moses. He said, Moses, tell him this. Now, let me come back a bit. When God called Moses, Moses says, Lord, you know, I can't talk. You know, we have many excuses here. People have many excuses. When God tells them to do something, God, you know my work is very busy. God, you know I'm shy. And plus, I don't know the words. Lord, no, I, no, I think you, I can't preach. That's why some people who profess over them, they are surprised. <gasps> when God says you will share the word, which word? Moses. You are like Moses. So, God said to Moses, you will go and speak. Moses said, I, I can't speak. You, you know me. You, you, you know me. I can't speak. God said to Moses, who created the tongue? God was saying to Moses, I can just touch your tongue and you'll be able to speak. Don't, don't, don't bring me your nonsenses because I, I, I'm the one that created that tongue in your, your mouth. Moses said, I won't do it anyway. You can change my tongue, I will not do it. God said, wait a minute. Why are you so worried about all this? Where is your brother? Aaron. Aaron will be your prophet. And you will be his God. Now, now, you, you never understood what God was trying to say. He was trying to reproduce in the natural what would be in the spirit. As his God to Moses. He said to Moses, this is the way we will be. When you want to speak, speak to Aaron. And Aaron will speak on your behalf. In the same way, because I'm spirit, I will speak in your ear. And you repeat what I tell you. So there was a reproduction of the spiritual in the natural. Because when God is ready to move, he has to have a pattern of the spirit reproduced in the natural. Otherwise, you will not be able to move. That's why when you want to bring the tabernacle, he said, make sure that you build it according to the model that is in the spirit, so that when you bring it in the natural, it's a connection between the spirit and the natural. So in the same way, I want to tell you today that the reason why you are born again, you are born again to reproduce what was in the spirit. So you are children of God in the spirit, but you need to come forth so that the spirit and the natural can match together and work together. So the Bible is clear about who you are. Maybe you are confused, but the scripture is clear about who you are. So, so Moses go, Pharaoh refuses. And uh, Moses brought his, his rod. You know, God is amazing. God is amazing. Moses brought his, the rod of Aaron. And he put it down. And that rod became a, a snake. A snake. A snake. Why a snake? I mean, we all know. When we talk about snake, it's like devil. 
No, if you see a snake in the in dream when you wake up, fire. <laughs> fire. Huh? Stand up, fire. Hmm? You don't like it. And if a snake bit you, oh. The devil got into me. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to die. <laughs> ah, relax. So, he became a snake. And, and, and Pharaoh said to Moses, is that all? Is that all? He called, him magi- he called his magicians. They came. And they put their rods to the ground. And the rods became snakes. And the Bible says, and the snake of Moses swallowed <laughs> the snake of the magicians of Pharaoh. The snake of God swallowed the snake of the devil. Come on, when God met Moses, he said to Moses, put your rod down. And he put down, what did the rod become? What did the rod become? And he said to Moses, pick it up. And Moses picked it. So Moses had a snake in his hand. Yeah? So Moses was mastering a snake. Do you see that? He was mastering a snake. He, 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 my God. Some of us, we will take the opposite direction. <laughs> if God said, put your Bible down, put the Oh, Lord, this was Freemasonry Bible. Grab a snake. And God said, now you can go to Egypt. Because the throne in which Pharaoh is sitting, the design of the throne is a snake. So you cannot overcome me unless you overcome the gods of Egypt. So God was giving mastery to Moses over the gods of Egypt. Haven't you seen the, the pictures of Pharaoh's throne? It's a snake's around. Uh-huh. He sat on the power of snakes. And God is saying to Moses, you know that throne, it sits on snakes. But I want to tell you that even if it bites you, it cannot kill you. Grab it by your hands. Mark chapter number 16. It says you will pick up snakes with your hands and they shall not hurt you. Have you read that scripture? It's talking about the mastery that we have over the forces of Satan. So, so Moses goes there. Sarah does not know that Moses is having the cure or the mastery of the gods in his hands. The snakes swallow the snakes of, of Pharaoh took the rod. So, so, so Moses' rod had snakes inside. Not only the snake that God brought out, but the snake of Pharaoh was already inside also. So, so, <laughs> so what Pharaoh was trusting was already removed from him. And he did not know that his God had been already defeated. So on the last night, my God, Coming to the last night. On the last night, God said to Moses, Moses, I'm going to judge the gods of Egypt. Let me read. He didn't say, I'm going to judge Pharaoh. He said, I'm going to judge the gods. 
Because what keeps you going is the one you submit under. And if the word you submit under is defeated, you are already defeated. So if God wants to judge Egypt, he needs to judge the gods first in order to judge Egypt. So when God wants to deliver you, he judges the thing that binds you first before he can come to you. So what happened is that God said to Moses, I'm going to judge the gods of Egypt. But you know how I'm going to judge them? I'm going to kill the firstborn, which is the heir of the throne. So I'm going to make the phone vacant. Mm, you don't I'm God says, I'm going to destroy the power of inheritance in Egypt so that Egypt will not have heirs anymore. Because the firstborn is the heir of a throne. And God said, if I kill Pharaoh, his son will take the place. But Pharaoh is about to die. So I'm going to kill the one that is going to take his place. So I'm not just dealing with him, I'm dealing with his roots. I'm dealing with a generation. Listen, God does not just deliver you. God delivers you so that your generation may be delivered. So, so, so he said, Pharaoh, you won't have an heir anymore. But he said to Moses, this is the secret of the last night. He said to Moses, I, I, I told you it's in Exodus chapter number 12. I don't, have, I don't need to read it all the time. You can read it at home. He said to Moses, but you're going to take a young lamb or a young goat. And then you're going to feed him. And you're going to keep him there for about 14 days. And then on that day, you will slaughter it. And then you will eat it. Then when you eat it, the blood. You will put the blood on the side of the door and on the top of the doorpost. Sometimes we miss the side. We are focusing so much on the doorpost that we miss the blind side. Yes, 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 yes. So he said, you put it on the side and on the top. And he said, you eat. Oh, I wish I have time to teach on all this thing. He said, you eat it this way. So the way they were supposed to eat it was taught. He said, it shall be roasted. It means you can't do it yourself. You can't do it the way you want. There's a pattern. And he said, that day when you are eating, don't sit. No. It means be in your position of exit. Because he said, while you are eating, behold the exits. See the exit before even you go. He said, eat it that way. And, and, and wrap your, your, your gown around you. And then... Eat the roasted meat and don't let it until the morning. If something, if, if, if some are left over until the morning, throw it away. My God, my God, my God, my God. God is saying, don't keep it for the morning. It means that don't make plan to eat tomorrow. Because when you eat tomorrow, I'm there also. So, so don't worry about what you're going to eat. Matthew chapter number 20, Matthew chapter number 6, verse 25. Don't eat it. Don't worry about what you're going to eat because tomorrow I shall take care. So if you keep it, it's like you are saving yourself. Eat the meat today. 
come on. Because they eat it. Then he said, then at midnight, I'm coming. But when I come, I'm colorblind. I don't know who is Egyptian. I don't know who is Israelite. I only relate to blood. So if there is no blood, I strike. So even if you are Israelite, you don't have blood, I will strike you. Because I'm not an unfair God. I only punish those who are not dead. Because when God talked about the blood, he was talking about the judgments. Blood deals with judgment. So God said, when I come, I will judge the house that is not judged. So he said, when you kill the lamb, it's a judgment for the sin. So when I see the blood, I will know that this house is already judged. There is already death in this house. And I will not kill, punish twice sin. So the lamb becomes a substitute for you. So that when I see the blood of that lamb or the goat, I will not invade that house anymore because I will know that there was a redemption that took place. That takes us to Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 7. You have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. So, so, so when Jesus died, the Bible said that Jesus is our Passover lamb. Do you know that in the book of Romans, Romans 9? He said, Jesus, our Passover lamb. And when did Passover took place in Egypt, in the place called Goshen? So, Jesus, our Passover lamb, died like the lamb died in Egypt. And when the lamb of Egypt died, it was a freedom from judgment. It was a freedom from punishment. So, so there is a secret in exiting Egypt, the secret is the blood. So everything you go through, there is a secret to exit. The blood. I say the blood. Say the blood. There is, there is a recognition of the blood in heaven. Blood is so powerful that when, when I can kill Abel in Genesis chapter number 4, Abel, even dead, the blood was still speaking. He said, I've heard the cry, the blood of your brother crying uh, to the ground. So, so the blood of Abel was speaking. Now, the blood of Abel spoke, meaning the blood of Jesus speaks too. The Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the one of Abel. Remember I told you that the blood of Abel was screaming vengeance and the blood of Jesus cries mercy. So the blood was put on the side and on the doorpost. But if I backtrack a bit in Exodus chapter number 11, God gave an instruction to Moses. He said that before you, you move, go to the Egyptians. Tell them to give you silver and gold. Because you worked for 400 years, they didn't pay you. But now that you are about to go, let them pay you all the areas so that you can... <laughs> God says, you will not go empty-handed because the one that oppressed you took your blessing. That's why we say this is a year of recovery. My God! 
So, so what is happening? Egyptian, the Egyptian were there. Then the Jewish people were going, knocking at the door. I said, Tate, I see you have a nice tie. Can you give it to me? And Tate does not think. He said, oh, yeah, take it. He said, but even your shoes, I like it. Oh, take it. The, 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 before he realizes, he's stricken strict naked. But he's happy. And he does not know that is called favor. God has given favor to the Israelites. So everything they ask the Egyptian, the Egyptian gives it to them. I mean, coming out of Egypt, loaded. I say, coming out of Egypt, loaded. You will not go out empty-handed. I say, you will not go out empty-handed. I see God loading you with benefit. I see God loading you with mercy. I see God loading you with everything that the devil has stolen from you so that you may go in the year 2022 so loaded. I want you to say this to your neighbor. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, 2022 was a blessed year. Because you don't know what I'm saying. The Bible says it declares the end from the beginning. So I'm just declaring the end from the beginning. So that's why I told you, you didn't understand the revelation. Say, now that you understand, say to neighbor, 2022 was a great year. Say neighbor, in 2022, God fulfilled the dream in my heart. In 2022, I was so successful in winning souls. In 2022, death passed me by. In 2022, I was so blessed. I was giving money out away. I was blessing people. I was blessing my family. In 2022, that was the year of my jubilee. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Yeah! 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 Woo! Hey, hey, he declares the end from the beginning. Oh, he declares the end from the beginning. Hey, hey, remember how he prophesied to people. He said, Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. I have called you to be a prophet to the nation. But now I'm going to give the scope of your work. He said, you will give the word to the, to the nations. So before Jeremiah starts, God has told him how it's going to be. So I pity those. I wish 2021 will be blessed. I wish, I said, no, I don't wish anything. I know what has happened. He declares the end from the beginning. The end from the beginning. Look, before he struck the people of Egypt, Moses knew the whole thing. No, he said to Moses, I'm going to kill the firstborn that night. So while Egypt, the day before, they were swimming in the swimming pools, the, 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 the sun... The firstborn of Pharaoh thought he was the heir of the thing, bossing people around, eating chops and brai and stuff. He did not know that the next day he was kaput. But, but, but Moses knew. So when Moses was passing in the brai, he said, oh, eat your last meal. Because tomorrow night, you are done. 
And then the Bible says, God not only gave the blueprint to Moses, but he also told Moses the future of Israel from that day. He said, this feast, this Passover, you will do it for generations. So he's saying to Moses, I'm not giving you a code for today. I'm giving you a code for life. God does not reveal things just for today. He reveals for a lifetime. So that when the revelation comes, you may be able to access the thing that God has freely given you. The power of the last night. Say the power of the last night. Encoded in the blood of a lamb. I want to give you a few scriptures and then we're going to pray. Hmm. Are you blessed? Say, I am blessed. Say, I am so successful. The Lord is so good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I will be a blessing to people. People will know Christ through me. Hallelujah. You know, I want to tell you something. I'll give you a few scriptures. The blood of Jesus, like I say, offers redemption. Colossians 1.20, he said, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. So, what God did with Moses was not just redemption, but also forgiveness. Colossians 1.20. Romans chapter number 5 verse 9 tells us, we are, we are saved from the wrath of God. So because of the blood of Jesus, I don't need to go through the wrath of God anymore. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus offers us a new covenant. 1 Corinthians 11, 25, he says, this is the new covenant in my blood. And, and, and I preached to you about the power of the covenant already. And I know you should know it. If you don't know it, go back to our archives. Hallelujah. So the blood of Jesus, Jesus, our Passover lamb. Mm, say, Jesus, our Passover lamb. It's the blood of redemption. It's the blood of salvation. So all the gods that are not God are judged. Hallelujah. All the gods that are ruling South Africa are already judged. They are going to fall in front of your own eyes. Every ritualist, every person that throws bones, they are going to fall in the name of Jesus. Remember I told you, no, I didn't tell the church, I told some few friends. I said, being a Satanist is old-fashioned. Really, I pity you. It's old-fashioned. It does not work. No. I told them, and, and hear my heart, I'm not trying to speak down on anyone. But I say that even in the Bible, the pigs refuse to be Satanist. <laughs> You know what happened? When Jesus cast them and they went into a pig, the pig said, us, no, we will rather die. <laughs> into the water. So even the pig decided to die. They said, we will not host Satan. So this is old-fashioned, man. Ha, <laughs> ha. 
Hallelujah. So before we pray, if there's anyone here that does not know Jesus and want to make Jesus the Lord of his life today, I want you to lift up your hands and say, today, I want to know Jesus. Please, if you are in our midst, don't hesitate. I want, I want uh, my dear wife to go and help me. If you are here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's your time. Just say, I want a relationship with you. Lift up your hand wherever you are because this is a day of salvation. Be among the first fruit of the year 2022. Don't wait for tomorrow. If you are here, I know the Holy Ghost is speaking to your heart. Don't resist this voice. Just lift up your hand and say, here I am. Today, I want to make peace with Jesus. If you are here in that case, please lift up your hands. I want to see you. There's anyone in that case. Are we all born again? Or do we pretend to be born again? We are born again. Praise God. You know what you must do? Next Sunday, we must have people saved. So you shouldn't come by yourself. Listen to me carefully, Mamela. You shouldn't come by yourself. You must look for somebody that is not saved and say, let's go to church together. Make it a mission that next Sunday we'll have a big altar call here. Because this is a year of harvest. I said it's a year of harvest. And I want to challenge each one of you to make it a mission that this week I'll bring a soul. You've been in divine for a long time now. So it's time for you to bring a soul. Look at the empty chair around you that is there. Say, chair, I'm bringing somebody to feed you. Yes. And then we make an altar call and people will be saved. So, so, so next Sunday, I'm going to turn it into first fruit of salvation for 2022. So don't say, oh, I didn't get anyone. I want to stay home. What kind of Christian are you? Hallelujah. So we're going to pray today. I'm going to give you prayer points. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Jesus, help me, help me. So we're going to stand up. And, and, and we're going to take only two prayer points. This year, Father, let the angel of death pass me by. Let him pass my relatives. Lord, I don't want to bury anyone this year. Oh, I'm praying that by your grace, Lord, as the angel of death passed by the people of Israel, today, the blood of Jesus. And I want to tell you something. Is that everybody in the house that was under the blood was spared. He didn't say they were all good. No, no. He didn't say, if somebody listens to me and follows me, he said, no, they must just be under the cover of the blood. So it's not about my relatives are not safe. No, where do you put them? Bring them under the blood. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray and cast out every spirit of death because there are some people that are already attacked by death. We're going to cast those things out. And death is not just physical death. There are deaths in finance. There are deaths in relationships. There are deaths in workplaces. There are deaths in your prayer life. There are deaths in your reading of the scripture. There, are a, there is a spirit of death that can rule all those areas. So you're going to pray and say, Lord, 
I cast out the spirit of death from my life. Hallelujah. Can we pray? I want, I want David now. You can come and help us at the drum. Because we're going to release a sound. We're going to release a sound. And we're going to, we're going to command those things to come out. You will see. Those who are already under that spell will, will see. There will be a manifestation. If you are already under that spell, it will kick out. It will go out of you quickly. Hallelujah. That's the first prayer point. That's the first prayer point. Can you raise up our voices and say, Lord, I cast out the spell of death from my life in the name of Pray. Pray and, and ask God that by his name you declare today that you cast out the spirit of death out of your life, out of your family, out of your children, out of your relatives in the name of Jesus. Death in all the areas. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. 